Titus O'Neill keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring J.C. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far on Vince's No, 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 no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, suck-up. No, no, no. You, you defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nelson Mania. Alongside for the ride is JC. We have entered a Twilight Zone, essentially. Yeah, well, we, you have not heard us since before <laughs> AEW debuted. NXT went to two hours on USA. SmackDown debuted on Fox. Hell in a Cell happened. <laughs> and Monday Night Raw, the last episode before the new brand split. Like, this is just like... Wonko Landon. We're going to do our best to get through it. Um, We're going to start, though, with... In a cell where the lead was definitely about that pre-show I'm at now. You know what? We'll just go right through it because that's what we do. We're going to oh, get boy. to the main event, but we kind of oh. we kind of got to build there. And I'm going to start off with, you know, this pay-per-view kind of gave us the shine in the heat because I thought the first four matches, I overall thought was shine. After that, it got to shit. But Sasha and Becky, like, Whew. that's how you do a Hell in a Cell match. Absolutely. You had all the unique spots. My favorite spot was the double knees to the table, but I know a lot of people like the spots of uh, sticking the chairs and the, and the chains and everything. Like, I thought this match overall was superb. I did not like the finish because it's like... Sasha's come back. You've built her up, and now you're just knocking her down. And she's going to SmackDown. Probably she's going to SmackDown. She's probably going to be fine. But I just don't. It just, in terms of what this was, I just this wasn't the finish that I thought was the right finish. But overall, like the match was fantastic. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I, again, I went back and watched it. I, I had to struggle because I was I was out, so I had to ask you guys to catch me up, and then I had to rewatch it later. But I will say, as I thought this was the best match of the night, yes. in my opinion. and no doubt. And I thought that the, the physicality of it, the charisma, the whatever you want to call it, there's the two of them, they're just the chemistry, everything just seemed to just bottle into something and make something beautiful. And it, in Team a, Bay, baby. Yeah, baby. Bay, bay. <laughs> Team Bay. But it was good. They did a great job. I, I, When I saw the kendo sticks, I was like, what the hell are they doing? And then they stacked the chair, and I went, ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then she ran and hit her, and I, you know what? Kudos to them. You've never seen that, Michael Cole, in your life. You've, I can honestly say you've never seen that. It's boss time. He probably requested she go to SmackDown. Oh, yeah. So you can say that. Yep. And now he got the, he's got the big dog He's got button. the big dog, too. Yeah, it's great. Because <laughs> imagine Dio or Vic going, it's boss time. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. The king would do it. He'd be like, oh, puppy time. <laughs> I love Clifford the big red dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't know why he transferred into somebody else. I was going to say, she's blue, not red. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. Big blue dog. Yeah. Whatever. But look, again, I, the, the, like you said, the finish was a little weird. Our boy, the Joe Stopper, had a very good point. Maybe or that, uh, that she tapped out on the chair, not on the mat. Maybe it doesn't count. But yeah. of course, we did not care, apparently. She'll the probably next bring night that over, up whenever she has a promo. It's one of those things. But it's just like, I don't know. Eh, whatever. The crowd loved it. So you know what? A plus. It was effort. a great match. So that's there why. you go. Yeah. Uh, next up, speaking of Michael Cole. Here comes the big dog. The big dog, Roman and the yes, yes, yes. <laughs> he didn't uh, do it, though. This was a fun match. It was. It was a fun match. Like, there were some clunky spots for sure, but, like, 
I mean, the the finish I thought was fun. Like they just they it had a lot of action, yeah. and I was like, okay, they're doing two of their bigger matches right off the bat. They're setting a good pace for this pay per view. We should be in for a treat. It would, yeah. It, so here's here's what I noticed because I I, I stumbled in literally. It was like you, you get out of the party you were at and you come home. You throw your keys on. Yes, you, you, I was you, at a party on a Sunday afternoon. I'm badass. No, it was. I mean, it was a nice party. It wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't something I brag about, but it was a great little shindig. Anyway, so I, I stumble in and I'm like halfway through and I see everybody in the match. I'm like, have we lost any sense of decorum? And then somebody was yelling tornado tag. What? They announced it on. They like slid it in uh, on uh, some at some point. So I went. So it. yeah, and then I Rowan w- did a promo and he said tornado tag. Sure. And I went back and watched it, so it made sense after yeah. the fact. But as you're watching it, you go, huh? But again, I thought I was watching like it N60, was a good decision. N64, I nobody wanted a regular tag match from this. No, 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 no. But it was it was fast and furious action. It was like you said, all over the goddamn place. But I will say, it it looked a little dangerous. Like it felt like. Daniel Bryan not doing... not ballet, Adam. No, I hate when fucking people <laughs> say that. By the way, who the fuck is Adam, first off? Secondly, don't ever say it's ballet. Do you know how many times I've been at wrestling school? Oh, it's in ballet. It's... Yeah, I know. I signed up for getting my you know ass you're kicked. just giving me more reason to keep saying it. I'm going to... You know what's going to end up happening? I'm going to Photoshop us into ballet. That's what's going to end up happening. I and mean, it's going to be... It's ain't ballet. I look better in a tutu than you, so... A tutu's when a poop poops? Never mind. You've never seen Impractical Jokers in your life. Uh, anyway, so look, I will say it looked a little dangerous. There was a random Hernacarana from Daniel Bryan off the table that looked like it almost fucking killed him. And then, of course, here comes the fucking big dog running three tables. Ooh-ah! And ooh-eyeing all over. That was great. And then he, you, you could see him. He hurt his leg bad. Yeah, he's fine. You know, but it's he's just. He's the big dog. He is the big dog. His What did you paw. think of the bro-out moment after? They were teasing it, and then it was just like, let's have fun. It's odd because here's the thing where the detective Nestle comes in. We're not going to hit the button because it's not really a lot to detect. However, I, I noticed when he came out, he didn't do the yes chance. The crowd did it anyway. But he got the crowd behind him at the end of the match and then bro hugged. It's almost as if there's something else there. That's what I mean. It's very... There's something. Why didn't he do the yes chant? Why did he want to hug Roman Reigns? Did he want to get him on his side before he turns on him? All sorts of things that are pointing to the yes. And it was it was interesting. It was almost like Daniel Bryan still being a heel, wearing a baby face kind of shield, mm-hmm. saying, no pun intended, like, hey, I am here to hug you and be a good guy. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I have not sold that Daniel Bryan still will not turn on the Roman. Agreed, because he is very... Fickle! There you go. He almost had it. I was a little slow on the trigger there. But yeah. uh, next up, we got a treat. If you're watching the pre-show, which I flipped it on at work while I was watching Celtics preseason games, you know, in Taco Mania, um, there was a promo between the two that set up a match that I thought was a great treat. Orton beat Ali in what was a very good match, but the spot, the spot that I will never forget was that counter that Ali had for the RKO was so fucking creative. Like, you saw at the end, literally after Orton pinned him, he gave him, like, a tap, like, bro, that was sick. This match was a treat. I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, and look— there's something to be said about Randy Orton when he gets certain people, when he gets oh, those you guys. You tell he was fucking licking he, his lips oh, for this. He loves that stuff. He's just sitting there going, this is an easy night. This is not a night at work. This is fun. And you can see it watching it. And again, here's the difference between everybody else in the roster and Randy fucking Orton. There's a difference, right? Like, I, I, tell, I tell people all the time when people ask me, they go, hey, how do I get better? How, like, and they'll ask me, like, did you like my match, whatever. I'll always say to them, yeah, it's great, but to improve, go watch somebody that's better than you. And Randy Orton is better than all of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I like watch Randy Orton. I for like he doesn't try any no. better than you. Yeah, exactly. But you watch it and you go, man, he. 
I don't even think he realizes how good oh, no, he, he knows. is. He knows. No, no, no. Like, he I fucking know. knows. No, uh, but so what you he... seen that man, the, the look he always has in his face? That's the look yeah. of like, yeah, I can fucking sit down and shit and I'm better than you. Oh, my God. But <laughs> here's here's the thing that, again, any aspiring wrestler at all ever wants to do anything. I'm not saying Randy Orton is, is the textbook. He's pretty damn close. However, the facial expressions at the end of that match made you go, Ali was made. Which, yeah. again, he didn't have to do. Yeah. He could have just been Randy Orton. By the way, I don't know why. Super side note. Nicole watches Randy Orton, and she just, every time Randy Orton throws up the hands to do the Orton pose, she laughs, and she's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> she's like, she's like, what kind of prick just throws his hand? I'm like, that's what there he is. <laughs> that's what he is. She's like, he just looks. And then, like, so, like, she saw him the other day, and, like, we're sitting on the couch, and she, like, expanded her arms she's like because i'm cool <laughs> just, i love when wives watch because they just don't give a shit and so they're almost as bad as the people on twitter like it's so funny yeah, to me. i don't know about that but it, it, again it's comical so if you ever see my wife just <clears throat> just do the randy orton post she'll probably punch you in the face uh but to get back to it again randy orton did the all right kid good job yeah, like, like wow the, you know you like, fucking nailed that yeah, bro but again he didn't <laughs> need to do that yeah but by doing that he basically, even though Ali lost, he put Ali over. Yeah. It was a good showcase for Ali with a guy who is always in top-tier feuds. Like, when he's on a card, no matter what he's doing, people are paying attention to him. The crowd is invested. So just being in that position and letting him give that type of performance and being a guy who found a way to actually counter one of the most devastating moves in the company, that is a big deal. Mm. For I love that entrance. entrance. Oh. It, it looks so good. I'm going to go hard. Sets. Yeah. It's Love very it. green, but speaking of green, <laughs> we're going to go to the next match. Which what a segue. Literally, out of nowhere, much like an RKO, the Kabuki Warriors defeat Bliss Cross. Jump, jump, jump until you jump into that green mist. That, I just, you know, I I popped. Of course I did. You know, if you've been a long time listening to this program, you know my love for Tajiri. And the reason why I fell in oh, love yeah. with Tajiri was because he would spit green mist and then kick you in the fucking head. Yeah. Well, you know what? Asuka is the perfect person to do this. And just like she has that maniacal look about her, like just, and Kyrie Sane's starting to catch up to her with the look. They're starting to look more like a team. They're acting like a team. We saw that on Monday, which we'll get into as well. But I, even though this was out of nowhere and there was no oh, build, yeah. it was just like, okay, I'm interested in the women's tag team division for the first time since like a long time. Yeah, no. This, this was good. It Watching this, I, it was a head scratcher. Because it came out of nowhere. Yeah, I was like, why is this happening? There was no nothing. There was no reason for it. Mm -hmm. And then I watched, and it was about halfway through the match when Kyrie Singh does the, the pirate I walk. I love her. I love her in so oh many ways. She's God. so adorable. And then she goes for the Three Stooges poke of the eye. <laughs> Nikki Cross tumbles dot. I was in. And then, of course, after that moment, I was so in. I was... And I, I fucking hate we don't talk about, you know, Goliath Freezer and the uh, wrestling observer that he is. But he made a comment <laughs> later on going, um, that was actually a heel turn. And I want to be like, thanks a lot, Uncle Dave. Makes no goddamn sense. Everybody could see that. It's just I hate when people fucking do that. It's, like, it's a heel turn. Yeah, I know. That's what they're doing. Well, maybe some people didn't know that, at Nestle. Yeah, who the, who the hell is at? Blame it on Adam. Yeah. But no, look, hey. Kabuki Warriors on TV. Here's my big comeuppance about this entire thing, and I know you're probably going to have a counterpoint to this, which is fine, and this is why we can have a discussion about it. But if they're heels now, now they need a manager, in my opinion. Well, like, that's Paige the reason is, to have Paige a manager. Paige dealing with them some stuff. That's why sure. she's not there. I'm I think, as a, honestly, and we'll, 
we can get more into this. I mean, we can just talk about it now. But that's why on Monday, I really liked what they did with them. They had them cut out and cut a promo in Japanese. Right. I As a heel, yes. This is what I want. I don't want these forced, broken English promos from Asuka. No, like... Their heels now, like Kyrie Sane had the new look, which she doesn't have her cute, adorable little pirate outfit anymore. She's got like the crazy hair and the dyes, like she's got green in her, like all that. And Asuka already can look like a like a badass. So mm. they come out and they're just like screaming and they're laughing, like they're in on the joke and nobody else is. And as a viewer, you're like, what the fuck? They they're talking about me. I'm gonna either know. I'm like, that is how I want them presented. Would a manager be better? Probably, but that isn't a thing. I thought for what they did in a quick two night thing, they made this team a team. Sure. And it's like, it's interesting. And then obviously at the end of that match, you had Bliss Cross make the save, like the baby face. I mean, Alexa Bliss and whew. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. But you need a it, moment. It's about time that these titles felt like they meant something. And it was something that literally started out of nowhere. But I thought this match did a good job progressing to where it needed to get. And then we get to everybody's favorites. And now we have a uh, waste of time that ended in a DQ with Braun is the Vikings mystery partner. I don't know how he didn't see this coming. I mean,. That ruined my night, honestly. Team Braun forever and always, and I'm excited for what's coming, which we'll talk about later because I'm sure you're not. But I just this was this was just a waste of time. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about that besides it was just it. Well, I get why they did it, but it's a waste of time. Words can't describe how much I hate six man tags, so we're gonna leave it at that. So you hate the OC now? Cool. Moving on. Uh, King Corbin came out, cut a fantastic promo as always. All hail Arcane, bow down. But then the match happened, which it was solid, but it wasn't. It was probably the match we wanted from the standpoint, but now that we've seen it like six times, it just didn't feel as great, honestly, for me. And we were at this point, we were all really like, let's get to Seth Fiend, Seth Fiend, which in retrospect, we probably should have been like, let's not get there, but we're going to get there. I know you guys are waiting, but uh, Chad Gable steals a win. I just, I mean, our boy Cap said it best. He's like, I don't like King Corbin taking losses right now, even if it's like this. It just doesn't, I don't know. And look, I, it, I love Chad Gable, but like his character fucking sucks. Oh like, God. I don't, I don't know how this benefited either of them. No, because if anything, you're getting heat on Chad Gable from the fans by doing this. Sure. So I just, I don't know. There are a lot of things when I went back and watched this that really pissed me off. Just to a point of I cannot believe this is going on. I love Chad Gable. I've come around on the King, obviously, clearly because of everyone you. has. But again, so they have this whole thing. I will now dub you Shorty Gable, which was fine because then, of course. Then in commentary, Michael Cole was calling him Chad, or I forget, Dio. Somebody called him Chad, and then somebody else called him Shorty, whatever. I think King called him Shorty, whatever. It was fine. However, here's the big however. Greg Hamilton, the ring announcer, says, and your winner, Shorty Gable. And again, I know that what they were trying to do, and I'm sure it's not Greg's fault, because I don't know him from a hole in a wall. I'm sure he was told to do that. Oh, sure. But it's just, at some point... It makes no sense. At what point, like, literally just sit there for a second and close your eyes and think about this right now. Gable wins a match, and all of a sudden you hear, and your new WWE champion, Shorty Gable. That ain't never going to happen. Never. But I'm just saying, the name Shorty Gable, that's a test right there. Your new champion, King Corbin. You can hear certain things. Shorty Gable. His character sucks. It's it's a it's not a glass ceiling. It's somebody with protective covering over that glass ceiling. Yeah. That's how it feels. He ain't breaking through that shit. And then of course we have the shitty fucking promo afterwards. Call me Shorty Gable. Yeah, Shorty he... won. Came up a little short. Short joke, short joke, Charlie. Man. And then of course gets dumped to the outside. And again, Corbin got his heat back. It doesn't matter. But again, let's be done with again, it. Again, it just benefited. It didn't benefit either one of them. Is my point. So we'll I'm move done. on. Um, this next one, um, 
I, I really didn't care about this match, but I got the result that I wanted. Finally, Charlotte is um, champion again. She's now 10-time women's champion. Shuffle. Woo! She's going to pass Ric Flair before her daddy before uh, John Cena does. But uh, I did like the one point of this match I did love is Bailey going for the leverage pin, the dirty pin there at the mm -hmm. end, and it not working. It was just more of that, like, Bailey thing being, like, she's so delusional about how she's still, like, the role model, but she's pulling shit like this. I still like that for her character, but besides that, it, it just it was kind of it was just a match that was there. And again, we were waiting for the feed in Seth. And you you buried the lead. Tamina at the beginning of the night won the twenty four seven championship Don't and then care. lost it There's back. A, yeah, to the literally. Truth. Like I, I cared more about Marshmallow winning it on fucking whatever show he won it on SmackDown. Yeah. Marshmallow. Yeah. That's a real thing, folks. Yeah. What the fuck is a marshmallow? You clearly don't listen to music. Clearly I do. It's just better than marshmallow. You know what? Come back, to me. come back to me when there is a fucking boy band called the S'mores. Then maybe I'll listen. But I don't know what the hell a fucking marshmallow is. <sighs> you don't know a lot of things as we're going to get to in this program. But oh, do you have anything boy. else to add about let's, Charlotte let, Bailey? Let's get to the let's get anything to the Anything else? No, let's just do it. All right. Um Yowie wowie. Where do we start? First of all, if you want a more like collected version of my thoughts, go to jobberknocker.com <laughs> because I wrote an article about it up there, put it up last night. Good. So check it out. Um, it's there along with all our other good stuff, which we will continue to pimp throughout the program. Uh, speaking of Ken Corbin earlier, our boy TJ wrote a great piece on how you should boo heels. I'm going to have trouble with that tomorrow night because we're going to AEW Boston. We are. And when fucking Sean Spears comes out, I should boo him. But it's going to be so hard because I love that man. He is fucking perfection. But, uh, yeah, so check out TG's article and my article there as well as everything else on the website. But, yeah, um, Seth Fiend, um, it was read the entire match, so. Yeah, it's in Clara lighting. I didn't yeah, know which, why. Again, I get it. This didn't bother me as much until how bad it was, and it was just something I could add to the list because it was like, we're supposed to be in hell. It's hell in a cell. Like, it's a thing. Like, for this one match, if it's the only time they do it, I would have been fine with it if it didn't happen the way it happened. Sure. But since what we got was complete fucking shitball, right. just – Fucking pile it on, man. Just pile it on. But, yeah, um, Seth hit about... It was 11. 11. I like. I wrote 800 in my notes, so I like that better. <laughs> it was 800 11. 800 curb stomps, a fucking very shitty pedigree because he doesn't know how to do that move. Um, and it just it literally had no effect. So, Seth, your moveset is useless. They should probably just release him because he couldn't fucking beat, like, a Limpson car right now. Legitimately. Like, he, he can't ever use the curb stomp again. Our boy Cap said to me in a text, and you know what? He's right. The curb stomp did nothing. So it's a useless move. Should be thrown out. He might as well just do the fucking sling blade, which is also a useless move. They killed Seth Rollins. Never mind what they did for the rest. Okay. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. No, look, I have to go through this in my own order because this is just the way I felt. Yeah, so you for, do it. I'm, I'm, all right, I'm so, upset. So, so we had the red lighting. Again, the, the cage was red to begin with, folks. And then I saw pictures on Twitter of all these poor people watching. This is the one match you wanted to watch, and you... Make sure nobody can see well, anything. The, remember when we went to Hell in a Cell in Boston a few years ago? Hell in a Cell is the worst matches to watch live. It is. It's but atrocious. But on TV, it's It's, it's atrocious. I yeah. will say big shout out to whoever thought putting a robotic camera in the middle of the cage. That was awesome. Yeah. I love that, watching that, because it made me feel like I'm getting a bird's eye view, kind of a voyeuristic thing in wrestling, which you don't necessarily get. So the I love... guy? Yeah, sure. And so um, now that we can get back to the real thing. So, the, the, yeah. Nasty. I knew you were gonna fucking do that. So anyway, the, the robotic camera was a nice touch considering how many friggin' fences there were everywhere. So I appreciated that. But again, red cage, red lighting, what the fuck are we doing? We get to that point. They they, they started off strong with him getting up after a stomp without you know kicking out at one, doing all these things right. Do it they, once. they did it once, yep. they did everything fine. They hit look, I even popped for the mallet. I was like, this is great. I thought this was wonderful. Well storytelling, blah 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 blah. Then we get to the last part in which 
The crowd starts booing. And that's to me when yep. you know the crowd is not in it. And that's when you know things are turning for the worst. That is how when you know as someone you should have seen coming when you all sat in a room camp this match is like, we are doing this match. We have, I hate the term, booked themselves into a corner. But if there was ever a time to use it, it was this match. Like, there was only one result that was going to make people happy. And if you didn't want what you actually got, you had to do it. And they didn't do it. And they fucking made sure they used a magnifying glass to show you they weren't going to do it. It's hard because, let's look at it this way. They used the mallet, right? And then, so we do this whole thing with the chair shot and the ladder and the whole other, the, we, the whole plethora of things that they've done, plus the, plus the 11 stomps and the pedigree and all this bullshit, still count, whatever, he's stuck under there. But then they use the sledgehammer. As a viewer, explain to me the difference between a mallet and a sledgehammer and why one has gone too far. I'm just... Uh, a mallet in size was much bigger, and it was used. It's just a Triple H thing. It's just it's I just, get it. That's all. But it, it is. again, so and and obviously, we've we've talked to this at nauseum. We've done this whole thing, but again, if you haven't seen the clip of X Pac, he felt like everybody else in the room. You know, I'll probably oh, never. You know, X Pac is all of us. Yeah, and, and that's the reason why I've always loved X Pac. He's been my guy forever. By but the like, way, who is that fucking virgin that was arguing oh, with him? So here's the other. Who thing. is that? So here's the other thing. There is a WWE. Morning show on YouTube now. If okay. you watch, it's called The Bump. Yep. And he's the host? He is one of the hosts. Fire him and hire He us. loves his job. He sucks everybody's dick. Oh, like, I oh would my fire God. Him so fast. He is, he is, if you think I'm a WWE guy, holy shit, does this guy take off I mean, the listen pants. to our intro. You defend everything. All I the do. bad moves they make. Exactly, right? <laughs> Most of the time I will. But here's. That was here's, like episode two. It was. I probably should. Ben always gives me shit. He's like, you need to update the intro because there's so many other things you guys do now. I know, Ben. You're right. I'm I know, sorry. You're talking about Titus O'Neil, poor guy. He hasn't been on TV forever. I mean, he is. It's the essential Nestle curse. But anyway, yeah. uh, look, so we get through that. But here's my, my final thought. And I, I took this from somebody else on Twitter, so it's not my own original thought. And I will say that much. I don't remember who it is, so I apologize for not citing you. What you could have done in this match, instead of using the, the sledgehammer and doing all that stuff, is after everything Seth had done... The lights go out, the fiend is gone, mm -hmm. you hear laughter. Yes. Because then the that heat is how you get out of it. the heat is on Bray. And you get mad at Bray for not giving you what you want, the fiend as the champion. Yeah. Because then it shows that the psychological connection of Bray doesn't care about the championship, he wants to hurt Seth. That's the end of it. And you go home. Yes, you get booze, you get refund, AEW, all the stuff you probably still did. But at least the heat was directed towards the person that you need the heat on. Because essentially, what ended up happening in this, the heat went on the referee, which is Bubba Ray. And Seth Rollins. Both of and them. And Seth Rollins. <laughs> which you do not want. You don't want to put the heat on the referee because it can't go anywhere. Yeah. Then secondly, you put it on Seth, which is not the guy He's you want. He's supposed to be your top baby face right. like on the roster. And you literally had him getting booed after he was decimating someone. He was hitting stomp after stomp. Immediately when he started doing people were booing because they were like, we're either getting a schmoz or Seth is winning. They didn't want that. The way you make people want to root for Seth is that he like he either loses or they do what you just said like it just it this it's was just bad, bad. it it's was bad. it was just it everything they could have done wrong they did and i just don't understand because i know there's a lot of intelligent people working there as much as we like to give them shit they all sat in a room and they came up with this and didn't think of ramifications like of how a crowd would react especially in today's day and age but Look, I mean, I, look they put out that poll like a week ago and said, we knew. how do you think it's going to end? They said DQ, which can't happen in Hell in a Cell, but to their credit, it wasn't a DQ. The referee stoppage. The referee was referee stoppage because he was worried about Bray Wyatt's health. And also, you know, the guy was literally fucking invincible. We're worried about his health. So that's the other issue I had with this, and I touched on it in the article, is 
they gave us the perception that the fiend is invincible with how much he took. Either that or Seth Rollins' moveset is useless. Take your pick. But it's just that is a scary precedent for them to face. Because what happens in his next match? Mm-hmm. Or what happens when he eventually loses? Like, say he's going to lose to Braun Strowman in six months. He hits him with one fucking power slam and he loses. That's not going to work with what we saw him take before. Like, is Braun just going to have to sit in the rain and do power slams for a half hour until, like, he passes out on top of the Fiend? And that's, like, it's just, they, they, that is just such a dangerous precedent they set that they're doing it for the shock value and whatever, but it just, it's, it's a bad precedent, man. It's just, again, all of this was not thought out well. It just... It was a lose, 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 lose. My final thought, very quickly, before we move on to everything else, and it goes off of what you just said. The referee stopping the match made the fiend a human. Yep. If he is a monster, if he is everything invincible, they just did, they ruined it. it, they, was, it, it yes. You cannot. You, you do not look at Jason. You do not look at Freddy Krueger. You do not look at Michael Myers. You do not look at Pinhead and or even Chucky. I'll throw Chucky in there because he's a, 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 a cult favorite. But you don't look at those guys and go, "Oh, I feel bad for them." No, you are terrified by them. But by having a heart for the referee, that is the stupidest thing you could possibly do. Yeah. It That's it. Don't humanize somebody like that. Don't. It's not worth it. And in their mind, they thought they were being like, we're showing Seth going to levels he's never gone before. And it's just like, yeah, out the it door. didn't come off that way. It failed. It yeah. failed. It failed miserably. But you know what doesn't fail? When we get into the regular part of the program. If you can hit the button. You'll always be in my shine. Mwah. We're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown. But you know what? SmackDown debuted on Fox. Yes. And they had a very strong start. And that's where I want to start. But before we get to you know, what we're going to get to. Sure. I want to talk about the SmackDown presentation in general. Sure. Because I thought it over-delivered. I thought the new SmackDown set was super hot fire. I loved it. I thought it was much better than the Raw set. I loved the intro. I loved it. And, you know, it just it, the two-man commentary was a nice surprise. Uh-huh. We talk about that all the time. And, of course, <laughs> always in the shine and always in the intro, intro <laughs> Mandy Rose also on the blue carpet looking super hot fire as our boy the good doctor uh, shouted out on Twitter. But, you know, everything about this was great. Kofi looked like a million bucks in that intro. He was all over it. We're not going to get there yet, but I just wanted to, the presentation in general. What were your thoughts? It felt like I was watching football, which I appreciated. It was weird. It was watching WWE. Like, you know, it when felt you say, like a you know, that. It was very Fox. Like you, yeah, you can feel when you hear that. Dun, 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 you know, like you get excited, you run to the couch, you watch football. That intro, I was thinking, I don't necessarily love the ripoff of ACDC so much, but the, the presentation of it yes. all made me excited. The blue carpet felt interesting. It was different. It uh, made this feel like a big deal, which sure. is kind of how I felt the whole night and why I was more, I was talking throughout the day with people. This is the most excited I've been for SmackDown. Sure. Sitting down and watching it live, like I was into it. You could see on Twitter, everyone was into it. Then we get the kickoff with fucking Becky coming out. Great way to kick off the show. And then of course, oh man, the one person to interrupt <laughs> her, King Corbin. And I was like, this is fucking great. We get more Corbin and Becky since that epic end of days and that awful mixed tag match but like that moment was so special and then they didn't waste any time can you smell what the rock is cooking that place fucking exploded i exploded everywhere like this is just like i was like (laughs) everywhere becky corbin and rock holy shit and then i'm just i'm just gonna like rip off some some lines here because 
you know, I know, like, you're not the biggest rock guy, but, like, that man has something that no one else has, and it is the ability to fucking deliver one-liners better than anyone in the history of anything. You look like a uh, punk-ass Burger King on crack. I thought that was great. That was the first one. Uh, Little did I know he was easing into it. But then Corbin started to get into it, where he called himself the most electrifying cane in sports entertainment. He literally was dropping all the Rock's lines perfectly, and I was like, Oh, this is good. And I'm going to get into him, like the big picture of it, but it was just really good. But then <laughs> Rock says Corbin dressed like a 35-year-old virgin at Comic-Con. Which he he just made fun of everybody at I Comic-Con. Know. Which is why he I thought it was his, hilarious. He like, abandoned half like his, He literally his... buried in the crowd and they're laughing at themselves. <laughs> yeah. But um, he did call him a super tough dude. And I was like, okay, okay. The Rock for once is actually having some guy look strong. But you know what? Being The Rock. No, I love this. Because what he did is he told you, like, I know you're legit. Super tough dude. But you're still an STD. And I was like, how does this fucking guy just like, you can tell that nobody writes this shit for him. It's just him because it's just no one else says shit like that and delivers it. It's the delivery, the way he delivers it. And because he's him and he has that track record. Oh, man. Then, of course, they beat up Corbin with all their moves, whatever. The, The crowd was absolutely into it. But like sitting there watching this live, I felt like I was fucking 12 years old watching it. I was the biggest fucking fanboy in the world. And I know, like, I had my aunt texting me who hasn't watched wrestling in 15 years about this, just blowing up. That was the best segment on WWE television this year, hands down, bar none, probably beyond that. But you can't change my mind. That was fucking electric. It was. That's what he is. It was exactly, but it was fantastic. And what that ma- that segment did is, I literally, our, our boy Boniel at work mm-hmm. came up to me. He's like. So I, I was watching ESPN that day. It's a sports center commercial. He's like, "Who's this redhead chick? Like, I've never seen her before." And I'm like, "That's like their big champion." She's like, "Oh, oh okay, cool." Because it's just she's like getting herself out there. But for people getting back into wrestling, you told them something. You told them, Becky, she's a big fucking deal if The Rock respects her. Mm-hmm. Also, this fucking guy, King Corbin, that is a fucking awesome spot for him to be in. I don't give a shit that he got beaten up. Mm-hmm. Of course he did. Somebody but has you to. you told them, like, this is like the top bad guy that people hate that they want to beat up if The Rock's doing something with him. Mm-hmm. He's going back and forth with The Rock. This was huge for everyone involved. I love this segment. You can take this segment and inject it into my veins. <laughs> I rewatched it like three times. I was like, this is, this is what I hoped for. And I was like, man, SmackDown on Fox is going to be the best ever. And, and then we... It, well, there was a, some good things after this. Sure, absolutely. I will say very quickly, this is what the difference is. Uh, look, I, I will always say that I, there is a portion of me that does love The Rock. There mm-hmm. is. There is a portion of me that I do not appreciate yes. The Rock for. And I'll get into it at certain points. We've already talked about it on the program. Yes. I will say in this particular instance, he did a good enough job realizing he was there for one night. And he got Corbin to have a chant even though he left. So he left something for Corbin yes, to be chanted under exactly. getting heat. So I, that portion of it I appreciate. Gave him some heat back because as our boy right. TJ has been pointing yeah. out, like, we got to stop cheering for Corbin. Right. So this is another way to get him some of his heat back. So right. thank you, Rock. So again, that portion of it I'm fine. I do feel a little bit, and I'm sure everybody's going to be nitpicking at this like I am, but it felt like Becky was a slight third wheel in this. Oh, of course she was. And again, I understand why she was there. The Rock requested her. Sure, of course. But again... It was a little weird, and of course, you know what? It's it's obvious to me where it's like, okay. He does people's elbow. He does the rock bottom. Those are powerful moves, and then she runs off the ropes and does that stupid reverse leg drop. It's not the same, but again, it was more about the moment, yeah. and I'm okay with it. I got over it, but in the moment, I was sitting there going, "I'm sure there's something else they could have done for her yeah. with the rock that would have been." For her, but again, it, it made sense. She spar like you know, my testicles are bigger than even yours. Yes, like that was good. She did. She she hung in there, which was fine. Hung. But yeah, I know. Uh, 
but she hung in there with those two. But it did feel as if it was like Rock and you know sidekick so versus let, that. So let me so, put it to you this way: Yeah, us as wrestling fans, of course, we should feel that way because Becky's a big deal. Sure. But if you're someone like that, they got almost four million viewers. They had four point one during this segment. Sure. I think the average was three point eight million, which is an insane number. It's almost it's pretty much double what they've been doing on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So that means you have a whole new audience that literally like might not know who Becky Lynch is. But just having her out there and them and them seeing that, they don't see it as that. They see like, who's this badass chick with the rock? Like she's gonna be a big deal. So mm-hmm. us, yes, as wrestling fans, we see it that way. But for what they were trying to do, I think it did more for her in general in terms of like that bigger audience, which is what they're trying to get. All right, what else did you like? Uh, I the crowd was red hot for that women's tag match. Granted, we've seen that women's tag match before, but it's just having those four what a in the ring together. What a I, I rerun. Just, I didn't care. I, I enjoyed it. There's something about having a crowd that invested into a match. Even if it is just an average match, it is just, it's still, I'm watching this and I'm like, man, SmackDown, big fucking deal. This is great. And that carried over into the next one. What do I hate more than anything? Shane fucking McMahon. But that KO Shane match, I overall, I enjoyed it. I wanted it to end because I wanted Shane gone. But like when the moment happened, I was like, okay, we have a payoff. Shane is gone. Crowd, red hot. This is great. But that's kind of where it fell off the cliff a little for me was after that point. Yeah, I look, there's a lot that we can probably get to. There's a lot of different things here that I I didn't necessarily love anything else on SmackDown, honestly. Yeah, the only other thing is because I think this kind of plays into Raw um, is they did the thing with Tyson Fury, which mm-hmm. I know, I mean, I don't blame you guys. I know there's a lot of people literally don't know where he you is. Don't, you don't know, I, I don't know what the Gypsy King is. I don't know what that means either, but I, I do like boxing, but boxing is a sport like literally I can't afford to watch it. Because I can't be buying pay-per-views. But, like, if I can, I like to seek it out because, I don't know, there's just something old school about it that I like more than UFC. I've always kind of been so I know who this guy is. He's a legit badass. I don't think people realize how fucking big he actually is because he's, like, a big softy Brit. And, like, I don't know if you've seen the clip of, like, after his fights he was singing to, I think it was his wife or girlfriend at the time. And he comes off as, like, this big softy. But the reason why I liked hit, like him and Braun together, and I didn't mind this tease because I thought it was fun. I didn't realize they were going to make it into an angle, mm-hmm. as we saw later. And then on Raw they actually did, was that just him and Braun are very similar in terms of, like, the way they act in their characters. They're, like, these big, like, crazy lovable monsters, but they can also turn on the badass switch, but they have, like, this goofy charisma about them that isn't natural for a big monster. Like, I saw your thing. It was like, I didn't expect his voice to sound like that when he opened his mouth. That's kind of, like, the thing about Tyson Fury is he's, like, this fucking badass. Then you, like, see him speak or see him with his family, like, he's a fucking teddy bear. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how Braun is, too. So I think this is an exciting thing. And the other reason why I like this as opposed to the other thing we had, this isn't for a title. This is a standalone thing. It's a big deal for Braun sure. as opposed to him just doing whatever he's been doing, nothing. So for me, I thought it was great. I enjoyed the end of Raw. I thought the pull apart was exciting. You know, they do those a lot. But this one, it just it was it was cool. I hate when they bury the roster like that. I would much rather have been security holding them back. But just these two guys, when you're seeing – it was effective to see all the wrestlers holding them back, how big these two guys are. Yeah, I, look, I – I don't really care so much about SmackDown as I do about Raw. I thought mm-hmm. Raw was better. I thought in, in portion of what Braun did on Monday, to me, I want to tip the cap to him because I yeah. think that that was Braun's best verbal that he's ever done. Oh, the backstage one for yeah, yeah. back out was fuck. That Those are the Braun promos I loved. Th- that was passionate. Yeah, that was when I was watching it going, okay, usually he's fee-fi-fo-fum doing his giant thing and whatever. But that was the time where I went, okay, this guy delivered, over-delivered, mm-hmm. really, in this whole segment. And again... I, I do love pull-aparts. I'm always a good fan of it. But once you get past the, like, second breakup, third breakup, and they're brawling again, then I've lost my interest and just, all right, ended already. So, of course, towards the end of it, I'm just, all right, guys. Like, we know nothing's going to happen. And there wasn't a lot of trading blows and stuff like that. It was more of a just slap fight, which 
it is what it is. That's how they usually but, are. But, you know, every once in a while, there's a great pull-apart. To me, this wasn't a, a giant pull-apart, but again, it was a fun way to end the program. I thought it was, was nice. effective to build this match in particular. Sure, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not necessarily excited about it because, again, I don't really – and I, I apologize well, for me, being ignorant, but I just – Well, I don't I'll give know. you the line that you always give me when I say I don't know anything about an independent wrestler. You have access to YouTube. Yes. Go on, watch some of it. You'll be like, all right, this guy's legit. That's sure. all I'll say because yeah. I get it. Believe me. Like, just like I don't know much about the other guy who we're going to talk about later. That's because mm. I don't watch that. But. Right. So what, should we talk about the rest of Raw? Sure. I mean, there's nothing else on SmackDown that I believe is worth any time. No, I only have a couple more notes on Raw, too, but what do you got? Listen, uh, we're not going to talk about the beginning of Raw specifically, but I will say, well, I will say this much. I don't remember what happened. I thought. Oh, yeah, I do. I thought that Rusev looked like a stud once yeah, he snapped. He does. But again, that's so where I'm good, gonna, man. And I love him. So uh, you know what? That portion of it. Now. I know. I'm just saying. I agree. I, agree. I, I dipped my toe. No, I agree. This is this is the shine. It's I worth agree. it. It's worth it. Something else that I really did enjoy that I did not think that I was going to enjoy at all was that last mm -hmm. woman standing match. It was fucking awesome, wasn't I, it? I could Overall. not believe it. I could not believe. I mean, yes, there were a couple of things here and there that are probably nitpicky. But well, I, the nitpicky thing, TJ said it in our thread. It's like Natalia going to the nine count on every single time. She's seen it. She's it, seen it like four times. It literally, it, it killed the momentum of the match because the, the, besides that, the match had a very good pace. Like it was the back and forth. There was the violence. Like especially like the ending sequence was a lot of fun. I loved watching just getting thrown into the thing and wee yeah, back down the ramp. Great. That was great. Yeah, it was wonderful. There was a lot of things in here. Like they they did kill each other very much. Thrown into the entrance like four times. It seemed like. There was a missed moonsault at the guardrail, which again, it doesn't, it, it's fine. But then again, watching that powerbomb spot, the crowd popped for it. So you know what? They're doing something they right. They popped for Natalia. So they we definitely give, did something right. We, we, yeah, I was going to say, we always give a shitty like feeling to both of these women. So if you know what? Nasty. We deserve More that one. me. Okay, sure. But uh, I am a lacy honk. I fucking love her. Honk? Like a honk. It's like, a, like, you, like you're putting them over. Okay, I've never heard that Google in that my shit, life. Google that shit, bro. But I got no, a lot to Google. Our boy Ray Ray tweeted this out, and I caught it too, and I'm glad he did. Did you see my favorite spot of the match, what Lacey did? No. So she literally grabbed a table. Oh, yeah. The okay, crowd okay. started chanting and popping. She like literally looked and put the table back. It's like... You want to know someone who gets the industry she's in? Great. Her wrestling isn't up to par yet, but in terms of getting it, she's fucking there. And that's why she's in these spots is because she's willing to be like, oh, I could get here and get a cheap pop for the first time. I don't want that shit. That's not my character. You're supposed to hate me. So if I'm doing something that you like, uh-uh, I'm doing the opposite. It's just like I just – I lost it. It was fucking great. Oh, my God. There's not a lot more that I'm super excited about. The only other about. note I have is that uh, another absolutely fantastic AOP vignette. I thought this one, they improved them because you know how we've been talking about like the Akam head thing? They did way more tight shots of just their faces. Just like the badass, of, like their tones as they're speaking in a language that most of us don't speak. Mm -hmm. It just obviously you have the subtitles, but it's coming off very badass. And when you're doing those like tight shots of their face, like they're coming off like killers. I thought this was the best one in a series of very good ones. So I'm fucking ready, man. Push them to the Moon. You down with AOP? Yeah, you know me. I cannot wait to see where they end up in the draft. Special shout out in the shine for Apollo Cruz versus Ricochet. I thought this was going to be solid. more. It was solid. It was. It was. It I was, thought it was going to be like two moves. Yeah, I, I, it was <laughs> adequate at best, as the best <laughs> I can say is. I was so pumped for this when I saw it, and I went, "Well, that let me down a little, but it's still fun. Still a good time." It's Ricochet, man. Pew, pew, but pew, please, pew, pew. please, please stop with the backstage interviews with him. Oh, he it's literally true, yeah. like he just can't. He can't deliver on it. Oh, it he just kills deliver. him because he's so, literally the man doesn't. G golly need to talk. gosh, he's so good at everything, but yes. yeah, he's literally the G golly gosh. He like, is. He stop. G golly gosh, bing boom pang. There's ricochet. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's just like I'm the neighborhood ricochet. The words are just ricocheting out of his mouth. Oh it's my not, god, it's not 
If he can put together, if he could put together a whole paragraph without sounding like an idiot, I would be so excited. So I will say this because I've never, I never really give this guy props because I've never just since I was a, I loved him as a kid, but then I grew up. Uh, the the Rey Mysterio pro, promo backstage was really well delivered by him. Like it was, I'm not a Rey Mysterio guy, haven't been for a long time, but I thought the promo, in terms of what it was, like. I, I would be remiss to not mention that it was he did a good job. Is is Kane Velasquez really the Godfather of Dominic? Know. Because I now I, I want to fact check. Somebody find out. <laughs> Looks like I've got some homework as Jay Z starts wiggling, folks. Sorry, he just wanted to hit it. There's no reason for the detective Nestle. The this detective week. needs to figure this I out. I need to figure You're it out. You're literally a detective. I will figure and it you out. You tweeted this out. I will. And figure you it have out. the audacity to come on this program unprepared. I'm taking away your detective hat. So what am I, a gumshoe? You are punished. Am I a gumshoe now? You are a fraud. I am a fraud? Yeah. How am I a fraud in a fake segment? And you didn't do the detective work. I'm supposed to be the one asking the questions. I'm the idiot, not you. Thank you. (sighs) I'm going to use that over and over again. (laughs) I'm the idiot, not you. (laughs) Well, guess what, folks? I got caught flat-footed on that one, okay? That's the end of it. I will look into it. Next week, I will look into it. Get him off my TV! Get him off my TV! Get him off my TV! Uh, do we get under the sheets and get uncomfortable? Because essentially that's where I want to go and get over it. This Hold is on, I gotta, I gotta pour one out. Gotta pour one out. From my homie. From my champion. The greatest babyface champion in a long time. A man who fucking changed the game. Inspired many. And had was just... He was the person you want to be your champion in the face of what you can be. Kofi Kingston, I love you. The WWE did you dirty? Absolutely. Get why they did it. Get what they were going for. But this is some of the biggest heat I have had in a long time. And granted, a lot of my shit of guaranteeing Kofi would win, it was, we literally said, when Brock Lesnar won Money in the Bank, like back then, he's winning the title the first night on Fox. And that's literally what happened. But it was just one of those things where there were so many ways they could have done this. There's just so many different ways they could have done it if they really wanted to get that title on Brock. But then they come out and they do what they do with Cain Velasquez. And I literally, the first thing I thought was, why the fuck does he need the title to do this? This is already a big match people want to see without the title. But instead, granted, you're getting a ton of heat on Brock for numerous reasons, which is probably what they want, especially when you're bringing in someone that a lot of us don't know. He looks like a fucking doughboy. Mm. I'm sorry, Pillsbury, but you Bite got your me, new fucking boy. face. You know, get rid of the little guy with the hat. Put the hat on Kane. And that's just, you know, I mean, I can't talk, but I'm not a fucking professional fighter, so. Not even a professional talker. I am an absolutely professional talker. Just not very professional about it. But, yeah, this, they they squashed Kofi with one F5. You know what? The more, here, let me sleep on this. Not necessarily, I was not, I'm not excited about it. I was very much upset. But the more I had it over the weekend, no. I thought to myself, no, just listen to me. Just I, I will, to me. but it doesn't mean I'm going to like it. I'm no, just you telling don't. you no before this you talk. Is, this is an opinion. I'm telling you I don't like your opinion before it comes out. You don't even Let's know what it. I'm going to say. Let's hear it. I will say, in my opinion, if Kofi was going to get bent over a table, this was the best fucking he was going to take. It was. Because think about it this way. It's a lot easier for somebody to just get thrown into an F5, just caught off with one move and done, versus if, in my opinion, if he had taken a beating from Brock Lesnar. And I know we're going to disagree on that, and that's fine. However, if you say to somebody in a UFC fight, you got caught, then more people are like more in turn to be like, well, yeah, he got caught. 
But if he had a lot, like we know Brock Lesnar isn't going to fight in matches. We know he's not going to have these ridiculously 15, 20 minute matches. And it's just not going to happen. But by having Kofi just be overzealous and lose to me, I think that at least as terrible as it was, it's not like a death sentence for Kofi Kingston, in my opinion. That's the way I'm trying to look at it. It still sucks, and I hate it. And I know you're giving me the JC blank stare with the blinky eyes that you know I fucking hate, but that's how I feel about it. I'm going to knock down this door and kick you in your vagina. It's fine. We don't have to agree with it. That's just my take. I don't know why you're even attempting to defend this. This yeah. is garbage. This is this. If you ask me what was worse, this or the fiend shit, this. No, I don't think this so. This was worse. I don't think so at this all. This was worse. And the other shit so. was bad, but this to me, like this. Brock Lesnar is a big sack of money. I, I don't care. Not I, to. He was a big sack of money without that title. Doesn't it, matter. It, it you just, need, listen, if they wanted this match, they could have done it in a million different ways. Here's, 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 here's the difference. And this is, this is where I don't, again, I don't want to fight this because I'm but angry. you are. Because it's good, it's good, it's good radio. That's essentially why we're doing it. I'm telling you right now. Look, don't pull back the curtain, asshole. I'm look, actually mad at you for I know, even I know, attempting I, this. I know you are, but look, here's the here's the realization of it, folks. And I do not want to be this guy, but I have you to be are this that guy. guy. Look, you you are on Fox broadcast television. Don't care. Somebody's gonna turn on and go, Kofi Kingston. Who the fuck is Kofi if Kingston? If they saw the intro, they know he's a big fucking deal. No, they don't. Yes, you they go do. to somebody who the fuck times. is Kofi Kingston. Doesn't matter. Who the fuck is Kofi Kingston is what they're going to say. And that's why, so literally, I think that goes against your argument. No, who it doesn't. Who the fuck is Kofi Kingston? He's been the guy, one of the guys carrying your company since Wrestle, since even before WrestleMania. And again, it was so a great moment. So if you're a casual viewer and you come in, you need to show them that this guy's a big deal. But instead, you take the guy that's been carrying your title and been amazing, and a guy that earned us, and you literally show that, oh, he's a fucking chump. So you know how many people kick out of F5s? Literally everyone is usually after a fucking 10-minute grueling match. This fucking guy gets caught. And, no, 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 bad Awful. Gee, no. I don't disagree no. with you. I do. I'm telling you, I'm on the same side. I'm just telling you, it's a guy. It's the same reason why Chris Jericho has the AEW championship. It's because when people tune in, you know who Chris they know Jericho who he and Cain Velasquez have in common? They're both flabby. We know. Yeah. They're doughy. Awful. Doughy. Don't get me started. We'll, we'll hit on AEW and actually finish. I'm just saying, very quickly, I don't want to be this guy. You are but that nobody, guy. You're being that guy. Nobody knows. You control your own actions, Adam. Who the fuck is Adam? Who the fuck is Adam? You when I'm mad at you. <laughs> you used my government name. <laughs> Look, it is I what your government is. name was Adama. Adamo. Actually, if you ask other people, it's uh, Adim Nisil is what a lot of people call me. Oh, okay. Uh, look, let's just move on because I don't want to get heated over it. I I'm, I'm just as mad as you are. I couldn't sleep on Friday because I was so angry. But again, I was. I was angry. You can take me at face value or not. I don't really give a shit. I can tell how much I've upset you, and I apologize to you as your friend. The silence is deafening. It's not good airwaves if you're if you're silent. And you got to move it on. I have I'm, nothing I, to say. Okay, fine. Can we get to Rusev very quickly in this whole sleeping under the covers thing? Because I just want to get <laughs> o I, I, in out of my system. You know what? That's probably gonna break the YouTube views because when Lana was taking oh, off I her brow, I know, I, was like, I know. Oh boy, they're doing this, and Bobby literally is probably sitting there with a fucking fifty foot pole of excitement, <laughs> but. Browsers. You could literally put Lana on the pole for the match right now. Jesus Christ. That's where we're headed. Lana on a pole match. Rusev versus Lashley. On a stripper pole is what you're saying. I'm just saying on a pole. You're the one who's calling her a stripper. That's disrespectful. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Disrespectful. 
We're gonna get heated again and again and again on this program, so Dude, it's fine. Dude, this shit, like, it's honestly, awful. I don't. I, I, no, honestly though, like Lashley Rusev, you could have sold this to me as an ass kicking match. I'd yeah. have been in, and that's I'm talking about Bobby Lashley, but Rusev's I think the type of guy that could pull La- like a like Lashley's best qualities out of him and put on a good physical match, and we're probably still gonna get that. But this storyline, man, it's just like, who the fuck? Like, I'm not watching Desperate Housewives or the or the what are the fucking Housewives of Basketball Wives. And the, like, I'm not watching a fucking cucking shit. Like, who the fuck wants this? Paul Heyman? Besides, like, yeah, well, clearly he's a cuck boy. But, like, who, like, yes, like, Lana it's Stripping is good, is good YouTube clicks. Like, I get, like, this is a fucking, this is a clickbait storyline. Oh, sure. Jesus Christ. Like. I'm in your house, Rusev. As you can see, <laughs> I'm wearing your robe next card i am enjoying myself <laughs> I honestly, like, and right now nobody's enjoying himself more than me lashley does look like a fucking stud oh it's and it fucking it's it just, just it pisses me off that i'm seeing this and like lashley and rusev are both looking so good right now but this storyline sucks but like it's kind of working and that's the frustrating part is because like rusev is going to get over no matter what he does and this is going to work and they're going to look at this and be like oh we ever need to get a baby face over cucking <laughs> Let's go to the cuck. Cuck segment. Oh, Mike Canellis, we're going to make him a big star. When we Now that a cucking's worked, we're just going to do it even more. Cuck, cuck, cuck. I love cuck. I just, man. I oh, boy. I don't know, man. I just. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. Is there anything else uh, that we need to get through just quickly? Because uh, well, We I had just... an eight-man tag on SmackDown. We had a six-man tag on Raw mm. where it. The Lucha House Party, which is... Hey, at least you said it was trios, baby. Uh, But know what bothers me about them getting rid of 205 Live? It means these motherfuckers are going to be on Raw Oh, yeah. And it's just like... Granted, they didn't give them the jobber treatment, but it was just like... I I think at the same time, I'm like, I don't care about the OC. Oh, I don't know. Like, this was a fucking complete 84 million X. Like, I don't... I did like the lightning bolt. I will say, every time there is a multi-man match now, I just... I, I just... I fast forward... And I've been doing it, but now it is is almost guaranteed. I guess at yeah, this point, yeah, because there's no point. There's no there's no reason. It's filler. It is a bathroom break. It is a thank God I don't have to sit through three hours. It's now two and a half hours. That's essentially how I felt for all these segments. Really, yeah. moving on. We uh we had some knock knock knocking on Alistair's door. Eh, 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 eh. For a fucking guy that wants to be tough and mm. seek out these fights. I don't know, lazy. No, what he is? He's a fucking millennial. He complains about all this shit. He wants everything given to me. I'm a millennial too, by the way. But he's like, I want this to change. I want this to happen with my life. Well, asshole, do something about it. But he did. What's up, jobber? Oh, these fucking guys. Jobber alert. It is now the jobber alert of the Singh brothers. Thank you for joining us on Monday Night Raw from the Bollywood. They're the Bollywood version of Lucha House Party minus one of the Luchas. Somebody said uh, it's not it's not appropriate, but it just it, it made me kind of go, wow, this is Twitter. It was like literally they said one of the Singh brothers looked like the Indian Shawn Michaels. And I was just like, what the fuck are you people do? like? What does that even mean? Like he just he was decked out in like the tassels and like wiggling or whatever. No, I know. But I mean, that person's they, just ignorant. They, yeah, obviously. I hope you block them. I did, actually, after Good. that. I also, big shout-out to people who I'd like to block, but I know you're going to defend her anyway. Erin Andrews was fucking butchering everything she did Honestly, on fucking though, Friday. Holy no, no, shit. Let me, let me put it this way, because I don't, love, I love hating on Erin Andrews. But Good Lord. that was better than any NFL interview she's ever done. Literally. Who, who are you talking Even about? Even though she literally didn't know who these people were, like, it just was like, she was like, it just, 
I don't know. You know how dumb she is? She you know how a... robot? Do you watch her though with oh. like fucking NFL or MLB? It's bad. She is like Dr. Roboto, Miss Roboto. But like here at least it was like, all right, her personality is like 1%, but that's better than negative infinity. She was not the top 1% in this one. No, but like it's just for what it was. The, She's, reason, here's, the here's... reason why I like this kind of stuff is they were showing you what Fox is treating this as. Like it is on the level with their baseball coverage, with their football coverage. They were treating it like a big deal. If they're pulling out the big, Carissa Thompson on the blue carpet, love mm. her. Like just showing stuff off. Like it just, it gave that feel that Fox is all in. And that's what I want to see as a wrestling fan because you're right. This is cable television, man. This is the big Fox. Like this is the big, the big one. Fox. The big Fox. And they're treating it like what that. What does the fuck say? I think that's exciting. I will focus on the positive portion. Aaron Andrews literally looked at Kofi Kingston with the title strapped over his shoulder and said, Look, Kofi, I hear you're challenging Brock Lesnar oh. for the WWE. Again. Look at the championship. Look she at the words. She doesn't know Holy what she's doing. Holy good goddamn. But it's still better than when she does know what she's doing. Well, I, I got to tell you. that makes any sense. No, it not even a little. I, I, I Let's just piss through the rest of this bullshit because it's not even worth I half the shit. I got nothing else. I don't, I don't know what else you're pissing through. <sighs> I'm pissing through the rest of this bullshit. Street Profits fucked up a bunch of shit on that fucking yeah. stuff, or whatever it is, what it is. The Viking Raiders had a match against Dolph oh, Ziggler and Ruda. Champions got the revival treatment and yeah. the iconic treatment. No entrance. Yeah, yeah. It's only, it was a good match, though. Viking Raiders got a title shot next Monday. And sure, uh, it'll be Kabuki a Wars. Spoiler alert, something. they're going to be on Raw. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. All right, let's wrap this bullshit up. Glorious. You're my only hope. You're going first. Ooh. Considering you're just bust, I assume that's why. Ladies and gentlemen, my hope this week is very simple, very easy, and understanding to all of you that listen to the Jobber Knocker. My hope is that AEW doesn't shank this week. Literally, we are so upset over the WWE. All that AEW has to do is put out a product that the fans love, and everybody will start migrating over to there. Because WWE literally could have done anything this week. They had a, a sure thing, no pun intended, with The Fiend. They fucked it up. They had a sure thing with Kofi for a while. Yes, no, they did the Brock thing that pissed you off. Then the Cain Velasquez thing. All these things. The more I'm watching it, it feels as if WWE is not my WWE anymore. So I'm hoping, praying, that the, e the AEW fans and the AEW structure of everything that's going on will get their shit together because I am ready to welcome them into open nestle arms and enjoy it fully and be an AEW guy. Now, I'll still watch WWE and still do this podcast, but I am not enjoying this podcast as much as I used to because I feel as if the WWE is changing, and I don't like it. So either get your shit together, AEW, get your shit together, WWE. One of the two is going to pick out a winner in Adam Nestle. So there you go. That's my hope. You know what I miss? The fucking crying button so I can hit that. You whiny little bitch. Get over yourself. What are you talking about? What? It's a hope. Get over it's yourself. It's a hope. Oh, my God. You know what? My hope. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Hashtag JC knows. Um, the draft is coming. Oh, boy. We haven't really talked about this, so I'm going to use my hope as a way for us to talk about the draft. Sure. Have a discussion. But it just – they have an opportunity here. Like, I thought the last draft they did a few years ago was really exciting. The way they did it, they made some people seem like a big deal with how early they are getting taken, especially with, like, the woman at the time, Ambrose, was WWE champion. But – in terms of, like, draft structure, I kind of have a hope. Obviously, we already have Raw and SmackDown champions. Those guys shouldn't be drafted. Those guys should be automatically on those shows because the way I look at it is they're already the champions. If they're, like, they're going to, like, fake getting them drafted to those shows. But, no, don't even waste our time with that because I want as many people as possible to get that moment of being selected. So if you're a champion, like, if you're Seth Rollins, you're automatically on Raw. If you're Brock Lesnar, you're automatically on SmackDown. Same goes for Becky and Charlotte. The Revival and uh, Rude and Ziggler. Like the, and then maybe the IC and US title is where you can maybe get creative. But that's the first part of the thing I'm looking forward to the draft. But 
Think about what the last draft did for us, what it did for a guy like Heath Slater. Him not getting selected led him into being one of the most entertaining acts on both shows as he was fighting for a job, becomes the first ever SmackDown Tag Team Champion of Rhino. That was a fun little storyline that just happened organically through the draft. And this has been coming for a while, so they gotta have a plan, right? You'd hope. But then again, That's why it's a hope. some of the best laid plans that aren't well laid at all, but in their mind they were like Hell in a Cell, happen. But I just, I'm going to have some optimism with this because I think it's an exciting world. Something, one little thing that popped in my head, guy like Aleister Black. What did I say yes. when they shipped him to SmackDown? L for this guy. What was it? A big L for this guy. Seeing him in a vignette on Raw, I was like, this is the show Aleister Black should be on. So, guy like him, Raw guy, put him on Raw. Put people where they make sense and just... That's what I'm really looking for here. But make it, like, I don't know if they're going to make it football where they have, they said they're going to have, like, guest people coming out to announce picks. That might be a little too over the top because I think it's a time waste. With the third pick yeah. in the WWE draft, SmackDown picks. But do you think we're going to get, like, Bischoff and Heyman or, like, who are going to be no. the represent? That's the thing. It's like This is weird. That's you're going to tune in, though. That, that you're going to tune in. Yeah. You're gonna, and that's why you listen to Jabberknocker and, on Tuesdays. Well, the, the other weirdest thing about it is going to be, like, Brock Lesnar clearly looking like he's going to be on Fox unless oh, they yeah. swap the world titles, which I highly doubt. So Paul Heyman runs Raw. So if he's making selections, and he doesn't take – like it just doesn't – that's why I think the automatically on the show should be a thing. But, but yeah, I'm curious, you know, for your thoughts on the draft or how they're going to do it or what you would like to see them do. I don't think a lot of it's going to be – different i i think a lot of it is just going to be somebody comes out and they get announced and like here's the first draft pick you know from smackdown and then the music plays yada 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 they'll find creative ways to do it i'm sure this will be a supplemental draft after you know monday as well um i'll be curious because if it is all smackdown gets to do their picks like like i wonder if the picks are in but you only get to announce on your show what your picks are but it, i just i don't know i don't know and so it would be odd to me to put like, for, for me, from a vantage point of, like, a viewership would be, like, you put Raw and SmackDown on there and be like, okay, we're getting The Fiend on That's Raw. It's weird. It's weird. It doesn't make any sense. I thought sense. it worked okay last time, but it's just it's so – But it was USA going against USA. If it's Fox and USA, they might think, yeah. like, to themselves, but like, well, I don't want that like guy on my the TV. Reason, the big reason why you saw that, that like, obviously the intros are going to change, but, like – I think the company's also like, this is the last time Fox is going to have those people. So if Raw is drafting, like, getting Seth Rollins, Fox might still be like, let's have Seth Rollins fight one of his guys he's never going to fight because it's something unique and it's a lot, you know. So I think it's going to be kind of like that. So I don't the, – the crossover is still going to be there for the next two probably. I just don't want but. the stupid fucking battle royals and the fucking you get the next pick because of this, that, and the other thing. Like, I don't want that shit because it's stupid to me because that's not the way a draft works. Yeah. It's just there's well, a pecking order and you do it's it. It's also like – it's just – wrestling is so different from other sports right. this is something like to sportify it like it's still going to be a wrestling schmoz version of it but there's ways to do it where it will be entertaining and i hope they do it that way they, you know what it'd be great to have a commissioner honestly that way you just you do the roger goodell thing where you come out every fucking time and you make the fucking pick it's fine I, i'll i'll deal that all day long well, so they're gonna, gonna do, do the guest pickers they pretty much uh, already said that uh, kind of like they do in the like the later rounds of nfl stupid. draft it's stupid though i don't yeah. like it i don't like that at all well, i don't like you but you know what don't call it a comeback can you smell what the rock is cooking? How can I not give it to this man? Like, it is just, it's the most overact, like, one of the most overacts ever. He's a stud. Loved having him back. Gave me the best segment on WWE television in a long time. Simple, cut dry. The rock gets my comeback. My comeback goes to Green Mist because, quite frankly, I did not <laughs> expect it. And I'm really excited for it. And the Kabuki Warriors are better heels than they were baby faces. And I'm really excited to see where this goes. And for tag titles, it doesn't def definitely didn't feel like they mattered the last six months. 
now have some type of meaning to them. Uh, I think Oscar needs to be a little bit more particular of how she sprays it, but again, only second time she's done it. So I, the, the, I'm excited. The Becky one, obviously she shot high, but I think they're doing that on purpose because you still get the look where it falls. Mm -hmm. I don't think they want to do straight sprays for like straight sprays. Health, health reasons. But health you know, reasons? don't really want to be blinding your top stars. It's not real blinding. It's food no, I know. Coloring. But if you don't, if you don't shut your eyes and it gets in your eyes, like that's an, that's an issue, especially when you're in a wrestling oh, match boy. and you're expected to do your ballet. Like it just, you know, is what it is. On that note. Oh, wow! What a maneuver! We're going to talk about AEW and NXT briefly in a minute, but first, I want to plug our website. Go for it. you know what? what? What's today? What was yesterday? Yesterday was October 7th. And you know what happened yesterday? Our website has already surpassed last year's viewed. So thank you to all of you out thank there. Thank you. Checking us out and reading our guys. We obviously really revamped it this year with more weekly content and stuff. So I want to shout out all our boys. I'm um, our guy TJ writing opinion pieces and stuff. Like that's that kind of stuff is always big. But you know what? We'll start obviously NXT. That's TJ's every Wednesday night. He'll have that out at jobberknocker.com at TJ of the JK at the real deal B Cox for NXT UK. And our boy Joe will be doing his second ever AEW report this week at uh, God. I, I can't do handles when I don't do them in order. Joe. <laughs> Joe, Joe Pollock, Pollock 47. 47. Jesus, yeah. my mind is mush. But yeah, website, great job by all the guys. Also, on the website, there's a link to buy shirts if you want to do that. Pro Hold on. Tees. Did you put Danny over? Yeah. Okay. I'm working on it right now. Okay. Make sure there. you put Danny over. Danny's yeah. the head, head man of the website. He is the webmaster. Yes. At DQ of the JK. There you go. Put him over. Provides some great shit all the time. There He's you the go. one that cleans up our messes of articles. Yeah. So... Full-time yeah. dad he's on the guy. knocker and full-time yeah, dad he, in life. And he's in the process of he is moving and yes. everything. He's still he's still Unsung hero, us MVP. Up. Just wanted to put it over. Yeah, that's why I put, put his Twitter over. name way before yours because he's way more important than you. <laughs> Lies. Uh, Lies. So, yeah, Pro Wrestling Tees. Buy the shirts there. Also, this podcast, Five Stars, Five Flames, makes a big deal for us. iTunes, Podomatic, Stitcher, um, Podbean, oh archive on YouTube, Spotify. Well, it's like we like so. SD, right? Nestle sucks. Five stars, five flames. Uh, we love everything. Bring the heat, baby. I don't give a uh, shit at anymore. At Twitter, <laughs> bring the heat. I don't care. You can boo me. I don't care. Follow at Twitter on Twitter. Also at Jobberknocker, <laughs> at JC of the JK, at DQ of the JK, at Rayray of the JK, at Billy D twenty four eleven, at Joe Pollock forty seven, at TJ of the JK, at the Real DLB Cox. Um, so yeah, that's everyone. Facebook, uh, Jobberknocker, Instagram, Jobberknocker. There's some dude at Nestlemania. He always tries to pretend he's uh, uh, with the Jobberknocker on Twitter. Fuck so it. So don't follow him. But yeah, there. I like again. Check out TJ's heel article. How check out my Hell Cell article. Look for the weekly stuff. A lot of good shit. But you know good what? Good shit. So yeah, the the website is big on the Wednesday Night Wars. But yes. we want to make sure we give you a taste of it every week. So overall, last week I'll give my take quick. Then you give yours. Um, I thought both shows were good. I really enjoyed just being able to flip between the two. I thought it was a great deal. Um, NXT is obviously the much more polished product right now, which is expected. Um, AEW won week one for sure because it was a debut. We were all curious, but I thought NXT was better, like pretty much across the board. AEW, I thought the, the intro with Cody and everything was one of the coolest like experiences. We're going to get to experience that live tomorrow night, Wednesday night at Aganis Arena yes. in Boston, which I'm very excited for. But what were your overall thoughts on week one of the Wednesday Night Wars? Well, it was interesting for me because I could watch the same at the same time. So I could see picture in picture and do all that stuff. So that was cool. And I kept flipping back and forth. I enjoyed Riddle versus uh, Adam Colbebe because I thought it was uh, definitely what you needed to see. They, they went out with the big guns first. I thought Cody versus Sammy was actually really good too. Uh, I... 
I think they're going to have to learn AEW about the commercial breaks, and I think they're going to have to learn more about the, the kind of the segue portion of everything. There were a lot of heavy uh, talking points on AEW a lot, and it felt like, again, they were trying to expose everything, yeah. which I get to a certain extent. I was excited to see you know Jake Hager at the end. I thought that was amazing because, yeah. again, I've always been a swagger guy. Me too. So, I always love Jack Swagger, so congratulations to him. And he's in Bellator, so he's an ass kicker in both different things that he does. So great for him. Um, I'm excited to go tomorrow, and I think we're gonna have a good time because obviously when we're with these type of people that we enjoy, it's a good time. Uh, but I will say, I at NXT at certain points, again, it is a very much a polished program, and it definitely is a certain thing. I did feel like there is a feeling to me, and again, this isn't where everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, Nestle's AEW," and I'm sure I'll get that, but. There is a portion of You're a it. Front runner. I am. I am a bandwagon guy, I guess. So, <laughs> there is a portion of which, the clunkiness of it, I was willing to forgive more than watching on NXT, where I thought Mia Yim was just like fucking the drizzling shits. I don't know what's happened to her, but that match, I was just like, and I love Io. I love Io's one of my Io's my acts. top two in she's, my opinion. She's amazing. She's amazing. I and I love her. I I mean I love Io Shirai, but I you was watching it. that match. What? I said, we get it. Uh, but I just, <laughs> I was watching that going, I lost interest after NXT after that. I don't know what it was. It was like that second hour I lost like so much interest. See, for in me, things. it was kind of like the opposite. Yeah, that match wasn't great, but I could easily flip between. But literally every time I was flipping to AEW was some random promo where they sure. had fucking clerks on. Or, yeah. It was just like. Hey, you I, know what? I love Silent I thought, Bob honestly, and Jay. I thought I that thought, was great. I thought all the other matches besides the opener like lacked the main event had the cool things but it was just it was very it was a fucking six-man tag so you don't have my attention but like the elite are awesome we know they are we i'm excited to see the bucks and private party yep. like i'm super pumped for that and i'm curious to see what happens because moxley's fighting uh your boy, boy sean my boy sean spears your boy so i'm curious to see what omega does with that but i just like i mean it was shocking to me that the AEW women's match was as good as it was, I didn't have any expectations for that. Still, I'm not really interested in their division. Their yet. division is the is the weak point. Of I course, think. but is. that's to be expected because it's just it's. They focus very hard on top heavy talent and tag teams. That's that. So that's that was my do. next point about AEW. Is I'm really excited for it, but for me, I just think like they obviously have the top tier mm-hmm. of of superstars, and then I think there's just it's a heavy drop off. So for me, it's like. You guys got to either bring these guys up or, like, find ways to, fill, to like, fill in the roster more because you're selling me this guy. I know I'm hard on this guy. Sure. And whatever, but I know I'm not the only one who sees it. Hainman Page does nothing for Like, he literally looks like a chump. He, all, every time I see him, I'm not impressed. I think he I, he's under-delivered for me, and he's one of those guys that's supposed to be, like, that next level after your elite and your Jerichos and those guys and Cody's and everyone at the top. So it's just, like, those guys like Hainman need to be next. Like, I love yeah. Pac. Is he fully signed or is he yeah, still kind of part time? I think so he is. It just to me, it's I, I do love the tag division. I'm excited for that, but it's just I for me, it's very top heavy. And after that, that's where you lose me. Where NXT, like I can watch a mid card match of Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic like two weeks ago, and it's the best thing on the show. Right. I don't think AEW can do. that I will yet. say I will say one thing, and then this is probably my last point before we wrap up. I will say at this point, when there is such a dramatic drop off between top tier and low tier, at least there's room for them all to grow. NXT is so. So jacked with talent that they're they're yeah. wig they're trying to find any wiggle room whatsoever. But I think that helps build the competition too. Maybe. And, and the nice thing is I'm curious to see as it goes because obviously one of the reasons we love NXT is you don't get the same thing every week. Absolutely. I know lately they've been going balls to the wall because they're competing. We're getting a lot of title matches and stuff. But I think eventually it's still going to filter in is where they're going to mix in that talent more. And every week it feels fresh. That's my worry with AEW is since they have such a definitive top tier, if they don't use those guys in a week, is it going to feel really lackluster? 
So that's the thing is they're going to have to find that balance. And I'm curious. I think they will figure it out because, like I said, I'm very excited for them. I'm glad that there's this other different company that's not associated with WWE, even though NXT pretty much is a much different animal too. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm excited to see it, but I'm still very reserved. I'm not ready to just jump over and be like, this is the top thing because to me it's still – I'm going to watch it, but it's not – it's not on the level of anything else yet. No, and I, I agree with you. But on it that can end. get there. It can. And I think that's the, that's the, the promising part of this yes. entire thing. So we're excited. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow all of us uh, on Twitter and at Facebook, I'm sure, any type of social media. I'm sure tomorrow, Josh and I, who the fuck are Josh and I? Who the fuck is Josh? I don't know. Uh, JC and Nestlemania, as well <laughs> as the brother, Nestle Kenneth, and uh, I believe maybe a player to be named. Uh, the Joe Stopper is going to be there. The, the Rossi. And, and our boy Billy. Billy are going to be there. There's a bunch of people that I know are going to show up, so I'm sure you'll see some crazy stuff going on. You just in called your, him the Rossi, by the, the way. The Rossi, yeah, because he's in my. He's, 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 he's got a, he's got a, like a legendary. You guys have never met. Never have met you? him. No. Yeah, Billy I, said it's got to happen, so we'll see what happens. He's a good guy. I like. Him. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed this week, and we will be ac- be back next week with more jobber knockery. <laughs>